Welcome to the Wonder and Sun podcast. I am your host, Eric Villatoro. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Manny Wells, a man of God, follower of Jesus Christ, two-time Grammy winner, singer, songwriter, producer. Manny Wells is someone who I've known for a while because he's been one of my favorite artists for a while. But this was the first time we sat down and just talked about Jesus, his testimony, and how he plans to maneuver in one of the darkest, darkest industries in the world as a Christian, which is the music industry. This was probably the most fun I've had on an episode, so I pray Holy Spirit speaks to you through this conversation. I hope you're encouraged. Enjoy. In the last three days, something that's been sticking out to me is Genesis 1, 29 and 30. It says, uh, and God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. And also every beast of the earth to every bird of the, of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every herb for food. And it was so, and then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Right. I think God's, like his intent for us was for us to just eat vegetables and fruit. Mm. That was like the original intent. But because he gave us free will, we started eating meat and he wasn't opposed to that. But in, in Leviticus, that's why he was like, okay, you eat meat. But just don't mm. eat meat with blood. So I don't know why that hit me a few days ago because a lot of times in like chapter one to twelve, it was just talking about like fruit. Yeah. Like eating the fruit. It didn't say they ate this animal. Yeah. It says and even in chapter three is like, uh, and the woman said to the serpent, We may we may eat the fruit of the trees, but of this fruit. Like, you know, everything was yeah. just fruit and and I was like, dang, like being vegetarian or while well, more so vegetarian isn't weird. Yeah. I always thought it was weird, you know? Like, why would you decide? But now just reading this, it was like, it's actually not weird. It's just preference. Yeah. And it's and it what was, you want to do with your body. Yeah. And I mean, I love, I love the fact that you went back to the original, like, design. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, yeah, that's that's good. So now you're being encouraged to to potentially go vegan or now you're just seeing it in a whole different way? I'm just seeing it in a whole different way. I love chicken, but I, <laughs> I, what I, <laughs> I love chicken, bro. No, what I want to do is, um, I'm a lot more open also because like, I guess my girl to be, she's vegetarian. Okay. So I have to be understanding, but now seeing this scripture, it's like, yo, it's actually not weird. Like it's, God actually might have designed or orchestrated that on purpose for us. So now, I mean, I've tried like, you know, vegetarian meals and it's good, like in dishes and all that stuff is good. So I'm not, I don't look at it as something that's weird anymore, but I'm still (laughs) eating chicken, bro. (laughs) That's interesting. That's really good. That's really good. I, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the word of God is like, it it's it, you know i said this on the last episode it's like a living word and so there's things that like i would mm-hmm. read that right now and that'll probably i'll just go past it you know but there's certain things that just jump out the page and and a lot of the times it's because it's either right. happening in our lives 
you know, or it's something that we've been thinking about and God is like, okay, let me give you some insight. Let me give you some clarity on as right. to how I see this thing, you know, and, and how I create it. And, is, and that's when like the Bible becomes really, like I, it, it becomes really interesting. Like I fell in love with the Bible during quarantine right now. Yeah. Before quarantine, wow. I wasn't in that's love dope. with the Bible. Not that I didn't like it. I just, wow. I'm a, I'm a recent convert. I, I, you know, like I accepted Jesus. I knew Jesus, but I accepted Jesus and I met Jesus about a year and a half ago. And in this time, it became real to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, the mm. word is good, man. That's beautiful. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah, man. Tell us about yourself, man. What do you do? Who you are? Just if people don't know who Manny Wells is, let them know who you are. My name is Manny Wells. This artist, producer. I love Jesus. And... Yeah, I just enjoy creating and making music. So I was born in Nigeria, and I grew up in Maryland. And I've been here since 2003. So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just happy to be alive. You yeah. know, we, we actually have been in the United States for the same amount of time. Oh, wow. You came in 03 too? I, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I came from Nicaragua, but I was, I was eight years old. You were nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was nine, yeah. Wow. So you're 95. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You came that from Nigeria. So wow. I came from Nicaragua. Same time, 03, baby. That was like a beautiful time too. You know, like it musically, was. it was it was crazy. Bro, talk to me about uh, Nigeria, your time in Nigeria, man. How was it out there, you know? Shoot, it was dope. Just a lot of soccer. That's all I cared about. Soccer and we went to church, but... Mm. Even when we went to church, when we went to church, we'd play soccer. <laughs> All I wanted to do in my life was play soccer. And I and I knew I was good at music, you know, like I was singing in a choir and all that. But yeah, we were young, so we didn't, I didn't have too much to worry about. You know, there was food on the table. Yeah, We were comfortable. My dad was in the States <clears throat> um, trying to figure out how to how to bring us here. He, he Well, he did gospel as well. Did it start? from from mm -hmm. the church being in nigeria yeah yeah it started it started from the church being in the choir and then i, I think he got invited by a church out here to come to the state so he came out and um yeah and just kept doing music just kept singing for god he was a full-time full-time musician and just yeah. entrepreneur so doing music and just like owning homes and real estate and all that stuff like bought a church started a church Dang. Became a pastor, bought land. It's pretty big. And then all of a sudden, all that was just gone. What happened? Long story short, he asked to be deported in um, 2009 or 10. But prior to that, he was detained because prior to getting his like green card and stuff, he, he, he flew to Nigeria on somebody else's passport. He came to see us when we were in Nigeria. So that, that caught up to him. He got detained and he served his time. But then after, after serving his time, they detained him again and just kind of like locked him up for like a year or almost two. And he's like, we are doing like, just wow. take me back to my country. So they took him back. My sister and I were young, so I didn't know anything about property. I was probably like 15. So, yeah, we just lost all of that. He probably had like four homes and one like the church building that we had, which was growing, and which was really big. So he lost that, 
And then we just kind of had to start from scratch, honestly. Did that impact his, his faith in any way? No. I think yeah. it made him stronger. Yeah. He was preaching the gospel in jail. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. He, he, <laughs> he's preaching the gospel in jail. He was, he was converting people like, nah, man, stronger. Woo. That man knows. That man knows the Bible like it's uh it's like freaking math or something. So how did how did you become to 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 have this relationship with with Jesus? What I've been like noticing is usually there is like a specific moment, or it's just something that you grew up with and that you just kind of um, you know uh, soaked it all in. Was it that for you, or did you have a specific moment where it became like real? Yeah, I think um, what happened was because my dad was away. So I got to experience Jesus for myself. Ah. He laid the foundations, which is really very important when you're young. Like, oh, what's that scripture to like? This is talking the scripture that talks about like if the foundation isn't strong or something yeah. like that. I think my dad just taking us to church and making us memorize scripture and making us do things in church was good. But when I got to a certain age, I was just I didn't really care or want it because it was just because I didn't understand it. Right, but then because my dad was away, I just got to experience Jesus for myself. So mm. this was probably like senior year high school that I like gave my life to Christ, and it was um I was just watch I was watching the NBA, I was watching the game. I don't remember what game I was watching, and my boy Abib called calls me. He's like, "Yo," because he got he got saved first. He gave he was like one of the first and like like my circle to like give his life to Christ. And he's like, yo, like one of our other boys just did this and that. Like he just gave his life to Christ and, you know, guys just been talking to him. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I didn't doubt it because I know it was real and I knew Jesus was real, yeah. but I just didn't really have that like divine encounter. Right. So I was watching the game. I was like, you know what, God, if you will, let me know what's up. And then I just legit prayed that. And I left it, like, show yourself to me and let me know what's up. I left it at that. And I went to go play drums at this one small church. And um, I started hearing, like, um, I started hearing and seeing things. Hearing, like, God's voice and seeing, like, visions. Hmm. And the, the, the one thing that I saw was about chains. And I kept seeing chains and, like, hands and bondage. And then I saw it break. Wow. And I heard the voice that was like, yeah, like bondages and being broken. And I was like, that's just me thinking. I, ain't, I don't care. It's nothing serious. And then God, God was like, tell Abib. And then I was like, I ain't telling that nigga. Bro. I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't talking to him. So Abib gets on Twitter and tweets, I feel some bondages being broken. Oh, snap. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I I called a beep, you know, like yeah, bro. We gonna we gonna have to follow Jesus, bro. <laughs> let's just let's just and like that. From that point on, I just knew he was real. I just I knew he was real, but I understood that he was real. That's a better way. Yeah, because I had that encounter, and it wasn't in church. So like yeah. a lot of people go to church, and it's like, oh, I gave my life, and I think. That speaks to the church itself. That speaks to what we're supposed to be doing. Our work is really, it, it starts in the church, but it doesn't stop in the church. Abib's simple 
slight testimony outside of the church while I was watching the NBA is part of why I'm here right now. Wow. It wasn't in the church. So and people are so stuck on, oh, we only got to do this in the church and that. that. It's like, yeah. it's not that we aren't supposed to do it in church, but it doesn't stop in the church because the the big impact is outside of the building because you got to remember that the church isn't the building. Like the church is the body. Come on. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? That that simple, small testimony. He, and he didn't even say, yo, bro, I think you should give your life. He didn't even say that. All he did was plant the seed that he didn't wow. even, I don't even think he knew he was doing. Like he mm. just planted a little seed that made me like, well, if you will, it was like a, it was like a short, sincere, but, quick prayer it wasn't like a oh my god just let me know it was like if you will let me know what's up and i just went back to watching the nba like (laughs) yeah but i really meant it for that quick two 10 second prayer that i had i was really like just tuned in so and he god responded Mm. but even you know when we look at like jesus he didn't he spent most of his time outside of the church exactly he was talking to the pe- he was with the people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to they had to talk to the people to figure out who Jesus was because he was so much with the people and of like in the community. Yeah. Right? But it, you know that that when I think about that too it can get sometimes it can get dangerous um because sometimes we want to go out and we are also not equipped to go out yet. Ooh, boy, I was just thinking about equipped. That's the word. Yeah. It's important to know have faith but to also know where you are and who you are right now in your walk and yeah. i think a lot of times when we first get saved we have um my youth leader called it um it's like beautiful ignorance hmm. like when you first get saved and you're on fire and you just want to do that this lay hands you that zeal is crazy and you want to you want to play piano sing while laying hands on people and making sure they fall then trying to preach at the same time on the pulpit as a pastor yeah and it's like it's all good but it's a journey rather it's not a like yeah. I, I find it fascinating when i watch people like tg Jakes still like studying the bible you know like that man can quote he quotes scriptures he doesn't even quote like the verses he quotes yeah scriptures but he's still studying like and well, you the know same way we shouldn't find and the thing we shouldn't find that fascinating because that's what it's how it should be, mm-hmm. but it seems like the church has been has gone to a point where there's there's not a lot of reverence for the word. We think that we can just get it and understand it, and and don't not realize that that is the word of God. You are yeah. never going to fully understand that. You're going to read that book for the rest of your lives because it's, it's just go, always going to speak to you in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like. Even when I talk about scripture with my dad, and he's like, hmm. And I'm like, don't you know this? He's like, yo, just the way you present it is just different, you know? Yeah. And I just, I, I love that about the gospel and, and Jesus. Yeah, man, God is just so good. I, don't, I could talk about this all day. Bro, <laughs> I, I, um, I, mean, I want to give you a lot, of, a lot of props too, man, and, and just commend you for what you're doing because um, seeing an artist of like your caliber, you know, Obviously, what God is is doing through you with music is yeah. like amazing. You're an amazing producer. You're an amazing Thank vocalist. You, um, and then to see you, then like you recently posted, you know, the Grammys. You had a, a conversation with the Grammys. Yeah. Um, and also, you're three three time, two two time, 
two-time yeah. Grammy Grammy winning artist. And yeah. to see you go on, you know, on the record and, and talk about your love for Jesus, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and just put it out there and, and just, you know, like who knows who's reading that and being like, man, what, what? And it goes back to that testimony. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I commend you, bro, for, for really uh, taking your platform and saying, you know what, I'm not going to shy away from, from who I believe in, from um, who is working through me and just putting it out there, you know? Yeah. Talking about records though, you, you've, one of the first times that I, I knew that you were like a Christian was through your music. Mm. I was, and we, it was crazy how God set this up. So I was listening to your last EP and, uh, and you had a track on there called uh, Imperfections. To you, oh God, nothing but love, love and affection with me, oh God, I'm flawed. But you still love my imperfection now Keep on giving you love Sweet love and affection now Give it all As you love my imperfection And I remember listening to this record I just had accepted Jesus in my life Yeah it's had been, It had to have been like months Like four or five months, right? And I'm listening to this record and I wasn't on your Instagram because I, then I saw that you talked about it on your Instagram. Like you had said, this is why I created this song. And I was listening to it and I was like, hold up. Is this about God? Yeah. Because at first it sounds like you're talking about, about a relationship, about yeah. a, you know, a woman with a, a woman. woman. And then, you know, when you start saying, uh, you know, um, uh, you talk about imperfections in him, you know, and I'm like, this this has to be about God. If it's not about God, I'm going to just act like it's about God because I could <laughs> sing this to God. Yeah. And then literally, and then literally a, I think like two weeks later, I see you at an event just randomly. I didn't even know you were going to be there. And I see you at an event and I'm like, oh, this is divine intervention because I need to know if this song is about yeah. God. And then I asked you and I was like, I was like, yo, is that so imperfections? Is that is that song about like, about God? And you were like, yeah. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. How are you thinking about these things, man? When it comes to like songwriting, like is your intentions to do that, to create songs that that are for Jesus, but also have like uh, an, an, an appeal that can work for everybody? Like what is your thought process when you're going through writing these songs? I want to say yes and no. That, that song, I just wanted to write a love song for God and to God. Yeah. But I wanted I wanted to be creative because God is creative. Come on. So hmm. he gave me this creative skill. This is not a knock to like just, just regular worship music. That's very obvious that it's about God. But it's just like, I have fun. Like God had fun. And, you know, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth and he did this and it was without void. And he but that man was creative, boy. Super creative, yeah. So I mean, shoot, this is my this is my world that was without form and void. So why not just give it life and spirit in a that's inspired by God, the maker of heaven and earth, in a in a cool way. People sometimes say, like, oh, you just wanna appeal to everybody. I I I have songs that's just a straight love song about women because I I also believe that I know, not even just believe God created love, and you yeah. know, you love your women. Women just 
the way I explain it in these songs won't just be the same, like it won't be degrading or whatever. Right. But I'm not, I didn't, I don't make confusing songs to, that are about God to appeal to people. I'm just making it for God in a creative way. Mm. So that's good. I, I love the fact that you're talking about like the creativeness of God. I list, I literally just had a conversation with somebody about that because they were questioning, um, you know, like the, the fact that, oh, the world just came to be and that, you know, like it just sounds like a fairy tale. And I was like, okay. And I just took it in and I, and I thought about it and I was like, man, that is the beautiful thing about God and his word and like the Bible is that he was so creative. This man was the original creator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so as a society, most of the time we don't see God as a creative person. We you don't. know? And we just kind of put him in this in this bubble. Like, oh, he's just somebody that's telling people what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And it's like, nah, bro. This I see, man. bro. I see God and Jesus in so many ways. I see Jesus as the, the best marketing an advertiser ever <laughs> yeah. like the key to marketing is, yeah, yeah. is starting with the product and perfecting your craft yeah there's a reason why the bible mentions jesus at the age of 12 was in the temple like he was perfecting his craft so by the time his ministry started when he was 30 like we don't the bible doesn't give account of 1 to 11 and 12 to 30 if we put two and two together he, i'm pretty sure he was perfecting his craft like his parents were looking for him, but he was in the temple. He was probably yeah. learning, but also giving his input. So by the time he was 30 and he perfected his craft, that's all the marketing that he needed. But it was also strategic. Like, bro, how you going to heal somebody? This isn't like Luke when he, um, the people with the, the, the three men with the issue of leprosy and stuff like that. Yeah. How you going to, leprosy is a very crazy, like a hand disease almost almost don't have fingers yeah or they're like how are you gonna heal somebody with fingers without fingers give him full fingers and be like don't tell nobody they don't even if they listen if they go to the fan what's good bro <laughs> your, your friend's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> yeah, yeah." That's marketing. Yeah, like, wow, like, man, I can talk about this all day because I love Jesus. But like, even just, yo, we need some food in this place. They hungry, and he's like, "Give me five, and give me, you know, two fishes or whatever." Bro, there's five thousand people here. What you, what you gonna, what you gonna do with two? I'm gonna just pray and uh. And I'll be right back. And then he just prays and it comes back. And then they take food home. When they get home, where'd you get this food from? Oh, it's this guy that that had two or three joints and he multiplied it. That's marketing. That's word yeah. of mouth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I see yeah. God, Jesus is like, he's a, he broke the rules. Uh, he was a lover. Like, the way he, he talked to women and made them feel special. Like, yeah. the women that they wanted to stone and he was like, he, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. If somebody defends you like that, you're going you're gonna to be like, damn, like, I don't even and know that, this man, but he loves me. And let's, let's uh, in the episode, in the episode with, with Melanie, which is like the worship leader at, at my church, she, she brought that story up. And, mm. and you know, um, and she talked about 
she gave me revelation in that episode, man. She she talked about like how that woman, she was sleeping, she was sleeping with a man. Like she was caught in one of the worst sins in that time where you would be stoned to death if they found you exactly. doing that. And they came to Jesus and they were like, hey, Jesus, what are what, what we doing? They wanted to test him because obviously what the law says is you're going to stone him. And Jesus was such a lover and, and, and he underst- you know, he had, he just understood. And I was like, yo, he without sin cast the first stone. Bro. And it's, it's so powerful. I got Bro, <laughs> like right now. It, and, and it's so, it's just so powerful because even that right there is just, it just shows how, how, how he loved, you know, and, yeah. and, and his compassion for people. But I, I love how you also paint Jesus, like how, how you're portraying him because yeah. That's what we need. We need that young, like we need this young energy that's like, bro, like this dude is a G, man. Yeah. He was a G. I think when people hear us talk about Jesus, they think we're we're is this this like, hi, sir. <laughs> hi. I am Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, bro, this man was a G, bro. I I really feel like that's what people hear. Like, think, bro. Kumbaya. Like, yeah. yeah, like, bro, like, Jesus would be, like, talking crazy to the religious people. And not even crazy, he was speaking truth. Yeah. But he didn't care. He went against, against that, that, you know, what, what society expected, expected him to do. And you actually, you, I, I saw you talk about that with the Grammys, that, um, that you're looking to, you know, represent and, and be like Jesus and everything that you do. That's also a bold statement, bro. What to say like, yeah. yo, um, I think the statement was, uh, um, whatever Jesus did is what I want to do. That was like a yeah. direct quote. That's bold. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I don't care, bro. Jesus is a G. Yeah, man. It's so deep because we're Christians and we just look at Jesus as like a religious figure. I just see him past a religious figure. I just see him as a, as the figure that there needs to be followed. Jesus is the greatest activist. Jesus yeah. is the greatest businessman. Jesus is the greatest father. Jesus is the greatest friend, greatest person. He's probably an athlete. Like, I don't be surprised. <laughs> he walked if, everywhere, bro. bro. Hey, look at that. Man, walked on water. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. It's, it's real. Like, we didn't have cars back then. This man was yeah. walking miles, bro. He was doing decathlons or whatever, marathons. Right. You know what He'll be like, oh, y'all go ahead and take the boat. I'm good. And then go meet them. <laughs> so like, That's man, good. that man was just, you know, multifaceted and just, he's just so understanding. And like, there are certain things that I still just want to keep learning about him. Like, yeah. I like the way he responded to people. Yeah. And like, he, he was without St. Castle first stone. Bro, like, that is such a G statement. And he wasn't sweet. Like he fought for what he believed in. Remember when he got to the temple and he was like, "Y'all can't do this in my dad's house." And he started flipping, flipping the there. table. I'm like, "Dang, Jesus, that's you know." I'll be like, "Y'all can't do that." I might yell. I'm not about to flip no tables, and I'm not saying that because he flipped tables. I need to flip tables, but the fact that he did that, and I feel like he was very strategic. Like he had to show that part. And then another thing that just hit me is also like when he showed his human form when he was on the way, like on the on the way to Calvary and he was holding the, the cross that he yeah. was so tired that he had to let somebody else hold it for him. Yeah. And like, that just shows, like Jesus came 
to show us how to live life. That part to me just signifies how important it is to not try to do everything yourself. Jesus is showing us that. So I just seen, you know, me saying that, you know what I'm saying? That's good. Me, me, me saying that is, 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 I really mean it. And I, I'm not even close, you know, but each day I want to, I want to push myself to try to be like him. Like I'm, I didn't study Matthew a bunch of times. Like, bro, like we said earlier, it's just new things. Yeah. And I'm, you know, so. As far as you going into the music industry, man, and, and this is something that I just, I'm going to continue to ask about to my artist friends because it's something that, uh, it just intrigues me and concerns me. Um, you're going into one of the darkest industries in the world, right? Um, yep. How are you planning for that, man? I mean, obviously, you're already in. You, you've got some Grammys behind you. You obviously have a lot of work to do. You're young, and, and there's a, still a lot to do, right? I'm sure yep. you have a lot of goals, but... It doesn't take a smart person to know that temptation is coming, women are coming, money is coming, um, um, influence is coming, influence is already here. So how how are you looking to go into this dark industry and maintain your eyes on Jesus? Just paying attention to what Jesus did. So if we look at Jesus, he had disciples. And disciples to me just signify community. So my community is like one of the most important things. There's a reason why I don't want to go out and live in LA, but I'll go out to LA to work. I mm. go out to LA, stay a month, three months max at a time. Yeah. But me living in LA is to preserve my soul and my spirit. Not that mm. I don't want to. I might even be able to make more money if I was in LA. But at the end of the day, the goal isn't to make more money. The goal is to remain a disciple. The goal is yeah. to remain a better man than I am a, an artist or a successful artist. So, my community and my relationship with Jesus and my community, they're all like equipped. These are all people that are following Jesus. And these are all people that can keep me in my place. Even when it comes to pursuing a a, a woman, it's like, hmm. what is she doing on her own without me? Like, is she following Jesus? Will she follow Jesus if we break up right now? Hmm. When I decide to chase him, it's like, yeah, she will. And she praying and she prayerful. She, she's hmm. studious, you know? Not perfect, but she she doing these things for herself because I'm gonna be gonna be tempted. I'm gonna be weak sometimes. Like I'm gonna need to be prayed for, for hand to be hands to be laid upon. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna Come need on. all these things. So it's like I need to surround myself with people that will. My mom, my sister, even my younger brothers have an understanding of Jesus in their own, and I'm kind of like motivating them to. I'm not trying to get them to just get to know Jesus for themselves. Yeah. And then my best friend and then my homeboys. And then, you know, the person I'm pursuing right now is like, okay. And then my youth, I'm just so, my community people is around so you. like, yeah. And like, I keep praying for them so that, so that they can just continue to grow because if they're growing and I'm growing, we're just, everything goes hand in hand. So when they need me, I'm there. When I need yeah. them, I need them to be there. And they're my community because I believe they'll be there. Not just, oh, I'm broke. I need some bread. No, like, yo, I need prayers. Yeah. Like, I got people that I can just text. Pray for me. Done. What for? 
bro, just pray for me. Bet. And they just go in the spirit, you know, things wow. like that. So that's, good. that's my plan, man. Nothing more, nothing less. And just keep my eyes on on Jesus and having fun. Yeah. Uh have you have you had interesting encounters in the industry? Have you seen people react to your love for Jesus in the industry? Yeah, I think um my brother's actually watching the Passion of Christ. It's crazy. Mm. <laughs> like right now. But yeah, I think they just people just respect it, man. Because some people really? know Jesus. I think we're in a space where people want to respect yeah. each other's like religious beliefs now. Like even as a Christian, I respect you if you don't believe in Jesus. So people respect it and they, they respect the extent I go, I don't smoke. So I will step out occasionally when everyone in the room is smoking and I just need to catch a breather because it's not my thing. I'm not going to tell you not to smoke. Or if it's my session, you aren't allowed to smoke if I'm paying for the session. That's just what it is. So they they respect that. You know, I always try to, I don't know, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to be perfect around me because I'm not perfect. But I just try to be myself so that they can keep Well, you're representing. Yeah. You're representing Jesus. It's just all it is. Yeah, that's it. And ain't nobody about to be, I mean, no, I don't want to say nobody's going to be smoking um, around Jesus because there's probably where a lot of people, do, I mean, there was people, a lot of people doing different things yeah. around Jesus. He was around prostitutes. He was around thieves. He was around all of them. But I, I, I think it's specifically for you in the music industry is important for people around you to understand your your stance because that protects you essentially yeah. from from from, you know, from getting corrupted exactly it can happen it can happen man nobody's like perfect and nobody's above sin you know nobody's above mistakes so man, i'm just being selfish honestly <laughs> like yeah. and I it's also like so and it's also like i don't think you're you're judging anybody right you're not you're, yeah it's just like hey this is and i think that's why people respect you because is a is a preference is your choice and there's no judgment yeah straight up with that being said, when when are we getting a a Manuel's gospel album? When are we getting like a Manuel's full Christian album? Is that a thing? Is that a thing for you? I don't know. Pro- probably not. But there's something that's been on my mind to put together a worship team. Um, that would be fire. Like a worship team, but then still being creative. The types of type of worship songs that we create just be left field, but about Jesus and probably very apparent that it's about Jesus, not even like on some imperfection type stuff. But but that don't don't even don't we can't even downplay the imperfections, bro. That's Im- true. Imperfections, that's, that's a very, very, very good song. That's fair. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But um as far as I don't know, I mean I'm I'm open man. Whatever God tells me to do, I just try to do say if he's like I need a full Christian album, nothing else. But I also think my music is already the gospel because technically the gospel is just Jesus. But if right. we're just looking right. at Christianity as a whole, it just covers everything in life. So me talking about love or me talking to me asking questions or me talking about me being down and me me looking and searching for certain things is is Christian. It's Christian values. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but as far as like a full, I don't know. It it, it could come. It could come tomorrow. Like I I got songs. Like yeah. I got I got joints written out. 
Yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A question, a question that I've been asking um, all, all, all my musician friends is, are you willing to give it all up if, if God says give it all up? Yep. I said a prayer like uh, maybe a month ago. It's not necessarily answering the question, but I was like, God, if yeah. money and all these things are going to change me and completely take me away from you, I don't want it. And I told God that. So I'm, and That's yeah, good. I just, I told That's him it. that because I'm like, I, I don't even, man, life is, COVID just taught me that life is more than everything we're chasing. Yeah. Like now we're all getting back to fully chasing our dreams in a different way. Yeah. But like two months ago, everyone was just doing nothing. Like I didn't even, I didn't create in June. The whole of June was just nothing. I make no music, nothing. Hmm. Glory be to God, I finished the project before finished my project that we're dropping in September and May. And I met that deadline that we set for ourselves and I turned it in. If I didn't do that, I'd probably be scrambling to finish the project right now because the month of June with all the, and, you know, everything with the system and George Floyd, all that stuff just took me out and put me in a place to just think about life and Jesus. And like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, like all this other stuff isn't that important. I yeah. post on Instagram, money, like I, I have money in the account. But I didn't care. Like, this is the first year that I haven't stressed about money, as in, even as a creative. And I'm yeah. like, dang, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm doing things with brands and deals coming here and there. And it's like, oh, I'm good. But yeah. financially, I'm good. But my soul is is restless and my soul is looking for answers. And I, that shows that that's the most important thing because all these material things couldn't fill me up. And that's mm-hmm. where I realized even even more. I always knew like community is very important the people around you the conversation me just being home and laughing with my brothers every day i was like oh this is so dope talking to my best friend or being able to go to her house you know you know just like she's about to have a baby with her husband it's like oh my i'm about to be an uncle you know yeah it's like those man all that stuff is way more important than me doing what i'm doing which is i've also it's a it's a multi, it's like a super layered convo and yeah, topic. Even though I'm, I, I believe I'm working for God, but there are material things that will be attached to it. So as long right. as I keep chasing God, that's that that needs to be my priority. Chasing God and making sure the people around me are happy and filled. And I can't yeah. do that if I'm not filled by God and I'm not happy by myself without money or fame or followers. You know, like my mentor and business manager is always like, look, bruh, you're going to be this, you're going to be big. But if you aren't happy now, you'll never be happy when those things come. Mm. And so that's really at the back of my mind. Just like, just be happy, man. You got a dollar in your account. It sucks. Probably can't pay bills, but I'm happy. You got 100000 I can pay bills. I'm happy. I feel the same way. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Man. Any any last words that you may have for brothers, sisters out there, man, your your um, musicians? If you're thinking about following Jesus, um, just give him a chance and let him just let him show who you who he is. And if you're a creative that's already following Jesus, 
I want to say get in the word. Yeah. And just get to know God a little bit more. And just pay attention to the different ways he speaks and lets things manifest in our lives. Because we all have different duties. Even when you look at the body, there's arms, fingers, eyes, head, ears, all that. So we're all called to preach and spread the gospel, but we're not all called to be pastors. Right. You know, but we're all meant to preach. So you can preach through making shoes. Hmm. You can preach through writing songs. You can also preach through being a therapist. You know, like it's just so, so many different. So like just identify what it is that you enjoy doing. Your relationship with Jesus will let you know how he feels about it. And then he'll lead you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Wandering Sun podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Wandering Sun. And if you have any words of encouragement or testimony you would like to share with us, please visit thewanderingsun.com and leave us a message. Also, if you have any prayer requests, if you need help, if you need community, messages at thewanderingsun.com and we'll try our best to help you. I pray God continues to bless and protect you and we'll catch you on the next episode.